Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Good evening, everybody. You are listening to a Rattledge Broadcasting Network alternative commentary for Otter Better Bia versus Marcus Brown, live from the Bell Center in Montreal, Canada. Joining me tonight is Robert Winfrey. How do you do, sir? Well, your pronunciation of things has already just made my ears bleed a little bit. So which we'll part? Pause. I said Arthur Beterbiev. That's how you pronounce it, no? Uh, Beterbiev. Beterbiev. Bet better. Bet better. Beterbiev. Right. Beterbiev. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, he is taking on Marcus Brown. Uh, tonight for the IBF, the Unified Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the WBC and IBF titles that uh, Better Biev currently has. Marcus Brown coming into this fight with a near-perfect 24-in-1 record. He has a loss to Gene Pascal from August 3rd, 2019. Jean. Good grief. Jean. Jean, Jean Pascal. Jean Pascal, uh, where he lost the WBA interim and WBC silver lightweight titles. All right, so what do you see happening in this fight tonight? Uh, I don't. I see this going better, uh, better Beef's way. He's there's a very real argument. He's the best light heavyweight in the world in the world of boxing. Uh, I tend to rank him at the top of that division. He features pound for pound, depending on his activity levels and who you're talking to specifically. Uh, he's kind. I mean, there are other guys in the discussion I don't mean to downplay. You and Pat covered Dimitri Bivol earlier this week, I believe, or earlier this month, certainly. Uh, and Bivol's certainly a very talented fighter. I, I think Beterbiev is... Beterbiev, excuse me. I, I started now pronouncing... You, now it, you're hang, doing hang, it. <laughs> I, I started pronouncing it wrong, heard it pronounced correctly, and I'm trying to correct myself now as I go. Okay. I, I favor... I tend to rank Beterbiev as the best... Uh, 175 pounder in the world. Now, he's kind of auditioning for a Canelo fight here more than anything else. I mean, I'm not trying to sell. That's Brown's short that I've heard too. Is that that this is a that after this? Um, I think uh, I think after the plant fight, Canelo was looking to move back up to light heavyweight. Well, and... he's sort of talk. He's been talking about a cruiserweight fight, mm -hmm. and they've kind of floated that idea. But there's a lot of moving parts there. And no one quite knows what Canelo's going to do with his yeah. combination of ambition, skill, and the uh, behind-the-scenes finagling. Uh, there, he might now that he's unified super middleweight. 
there's a non-trivial chance, given that he did find success up here at light heavyweight when he knocked out uh, uh, Sergey Kovalev. Mm-hmm. He might... I don't know if he still has that belt or not. He might have vacated it, but uh, forgive me, there's just too many belts to keep track of the minutia of all of them. He might try to come up to what, come back up to light heavyweight and try to unify belts here. Bearing in mind, if he does so, that might be one of the most impress. That would be one of the most impressive accomplishments in the history of boxing. There's a fight, I believe, January 29th. Um, I don't have it in front of me. I got to look it up real quick. The same night as the Royal Rumble. That's why I wasn't paying too close attention to it. Well, but, we know uh, which which circus act of those two options will get your viewing experience. That's not the point. Um, <laughs> hey, okay, I, so I, I don't I don't begrudge anyone their professional wrestling fandom. Lord knows. Okay, I so this it. is the Makabu versus Chunu fight, which is cruiserweights uh, for Makabu's WBC title. Um, and Makabu's the guy they're fishing about, and they're kind of probing a canelo fight against him possibly given that's that he's, what i was getting at yeah given that he's a little bit older a little bit washed up not a big cruiserweight like if canelo's going to cherry pick a fight at cruiser uh, at cruiserweight it, he would be the guy to do it against that's why they've kind of been floating that so it could go either way he could start to slide over into light heavyweight or into cruiserweight depending on you know what his where his interest lies and where the money's at more probably more so where the interest lies i don't think it's to worry about money at this point but hey the fight's about to start here so before it we're, does, do, what is, we're doing the ring introductions yeah what does marcus brown have to do to pull the upset off here <sighs> better be looked a little bit slow in his he came back from a non-trivial layoff i believe earlier this year got a late stoppage uh a lot of stick and move i think would uh, would certainly serve him well Better Beef is, he's good everywhere. I want to stress that. This is a very, very talented fighter. He's, whenever you get heavier guys ranked pound for pound, it's because they have demonstrated good skill in addition mm-hmm. to just, you know, power and everything that goes along with that. He's a very skilled fighter. He tends to do a bit more uh, um, thudding, kind of like grinding fighting, like he likes to wear you down. So if Brown can stick and move, keep it very, very technical keep the engagements a bit more kind of fencing, you know, joust in and joust out. I think that would serve him well. Uh, whereas uh, Better Beef, he wants to make this a gnarly fight. He's got power. He's got skill. He's not quite, he's not the most fleetest of foot, which might be something Brown could try to exploit. I, I don't know how well Brown's legs will hold up over 12 rounds with what Better Beef likes to do, but I think that's what he should try to do. I mean, he, right, if, it, Brown scored a pretty significant upset when he beat Badu Jack, and then he uh, he dumped the bed big time when he lost to Jean Pascal. That was not a fight he was supposed to lose. Gotcha. All right, just to um, do some bookkeeping here, if you are listening on either the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network Facebook page or W2Mnet.com Facebook page or our Twitch channel, go ahead, uh, leave us a comment. Put your fight predictions in. You can ask us questions. Uh, if you're engaged with us, we'll be engaged with you. So welcome aboard the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network alternative commentary train as we call Otter Betterbeeve versus Marcus Brown. Top Brink presents on ESPN Plus tonight. Yay, I didn't have to pay for this one. Well, I did in the long run, but 
you know, it's not it a pay-per-view with type a, point. It came with a subscription. We'll call that a win. <laughs> <laughs> We're number one. Um, all right. So really relate like in 30 seconds or, or, or less in 10 words. I, I saw they threw Paul beat Paul Heyman a beating on SmackDown tonight. Uh, he ate a Superman punch from Roman Reigns and sold it like death. Cool. So that's what I needed to hear. I wonder look up, uh, what, the next, look what up, the next story here is. Look up the closing segment for this week's SmackDown. It was mm-hmm. genuinely great. Okay. Everything else was crap. Well, that's about the size of it with SmackDown. My right. uh, my official rating for that episode on the 411 uh, legend, uh, you know, a scale of like zero dumpster fire to 10 perfect, I gave it a 4.9. <laughs> you should do two ratings. One for everything not, in, not including Roman Reigns and just the Roman Reigns segment. Roman Reigns segment was like a nine. Everything okay. else would have been everything else would have been a three. That's that should be your new gimmick. I am rating the show the show minus Roman Reigns and then only Roman Reigns. I can only look. It only gets one, I only get one spot on the format to give an official rating. <laughs> okay. All right. I think we are about to get underway here. And we're finished. So, we've we finished ring introductions, or we're finishing them with Better Beef, and then we'll get the referee's final instructions, and we'll get off to the races. All right. So in theory, though, Better Beef should. Uh, yeah, everyone's wearing masks. Um, better be Eve should they're in Montreal. I'm shocked they're not spaced <laughs> or in space. No, just like you know, we had we my issue with Montreal. Uh, this is one of the things about this fight. Uh, better be Eve, despite being Russian by birth, was uh, he fights out of Montreal. He spent, I think, most of his life there. Mm-hmm. So, this he's kind of the hometown boy in this one. Cool. All right, here we go. 12 rounds of boxing in the light heavyweight division. Final bits of the tail of the tape. We see Brown with a slight edge in height and reach. Uh, one inch on both of those. I don't expect it to play too much of a difference when it's that close. Better be with a 16-0 and record. And we are ready to begin. Here we go. Brown fighting Southpaw, which is his normal stance. Right. Not looking good for him already. It's better be if he's backing him into the ropes with just footwork and ring. That was my first thing. I was like, oh, well, gosh, we're already into the ropes here. Better be of uh, stalking Marcus Brown. Yeah, and we're seeing a little bit of what he likes to do already. And he likes to kind of just beat you up. He'll punch you in the arm. He, he's not a wild puncher in the sense that he'll punch you in the arms, but he'll he'll beat your shoulders up if you give him half a chance. And he's a pretty good infighter. Well, for Marcus Brown's credit, he is sticking that jab out there. He's come ready to fight. The, my is. problem is, is that he's throwing the jab and stepping back at the same time. Yeah, his ring craft is already a problem. Now that's in, that's something that can be corrected. So mm-hmm. I'm again, we're not talking about instant panic here, but that's not a that he can't well, get on the ropes very often. I, I don't be know even. if he's trying to lure better be in or if he's just tentative and he's throwing it and then quickly backing off because he doesn't want to get El Cabonged. Uh, a little of you know, a little column A, a little column B. I, you know, it's the first round. Everybody does some feeling out, but yeah, see what happens when they close up. That the physicality of Better Beef, once you get in close proximity to him, is a real problem. He has overwhelmed a lot of guys like that. I gotta say, Marcus Brown, though, for his part, he's still he's still in this first round. He just went to the body there. But he's still doing, oh, God, this is now driving me crazy. Because what he just did there is he flicked that jab out, immediately took two steps back while flicking the jab, and backed himself right into the corner. Literally into the corner, then eats a right hand as he tries to circle out. This is why you don't put yourself in the corner unless you're a madman like Vasily Lomachenko against Horby. This guy is contesting for two major titles. I just want to put that out there. 
Yeah, he's he's doing some decent body work as he's kind of circling. It's not de- it's not deterring better beef yet, but it's something you're going to have to address. But yeah, we see here just uh, a short left oh. hand there, short left hook there in the clinch from better beef. He does really good work in close. He's a really he's a really good in fighter and a really good clinch fighter, especially for boxing. And we see. The problem that Brown's going to run into, the more he lets himself get backed into the ropes. He's a, it's a nice jab there. A clinch up, and he uh, gives him a short right there into the body. And which is what he should be doing. If you're going to tie up, you know, find your offense where you can get it. But you know, instantly along the ropes, which is not Mar- good. So Marcus Brown's footwork, at, at, at the very least, seems like hey, he goes for the double leg. Um, never a good five. sign. Never a good sign when you're the first boxer to <laughs> try the old to, double leg. That has to be our, our catchphrase. It's that not a left, good sign when you go for the double leg in boxing. That left hand, he's thrown it low a few times, has mm. Brown. I, I don't know that the the ref warned him about it once, but he the ref needs to be on that. That's not a foul that should be allowed to continue. So to be clear to our good friends that are following us on social media, wherever we're streaming this um, this particular commentary, all over the place. I am not like cheering against Marcus Brown. I'm not cheerleading for him. I'm calling it as I see it. So when I say the following, don't like, oh, you're just a better B of Stan. Believe me, I I have no dog in this hunt. I'm doing it because I like boxing. Mark, his... look, Mark has Mark has his favorites. Yeah, none of these have... guys are Deontay Wilder. Um, <laughs> not in this fight. <laughs> not not in, this... in this fight. Uh, his footwork is way flat. Like he's not he's not completely like stepping over himself. But I don't like for all the. So we've called a couple of fights now where a lot of guys were fighting off the back foot. They were fighting defensively, but they were moving very smoothly. He is just kind of plodding along, and he's backing up. Yeah, he's getting sucked into the kind of motion that Better Beef likes. Uh, his ring generalship is a real problem. It's one thing to be okay fighting while backing up. He's mm-hmm. not done a great job of doing that. He's done oh. a decent job of avoiding being tagged. But Oh, look at that. He is charging forward. And he and gave a bunch of uh, bunch of body shots punches there. into the body with his right hand before the ref was like, "What do you think you're doing?" Harry Broadhurst, friend of the show and my partner, when we do TV parties on independent wrestling, which we'll be doing uh, Ring of Honor Final Battle and Beyond Wrestling Fet Forever, says, "Let's not get hit in the balls." You're right, Harry. Punching in the balls in boxing is bad. And Brown has gone to that several times. That's on the ref to kind of make sure this doesn't continue the trend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, nice stuff from Better. Better be again. His ring, his pressure, and his ring cutting is really good. He's got a good defensive posture going. He's he's getting jabbed a little bit. We can see some discoloration under his left eye, but it's if, not bad. If Better be if were a little bit more aggressive, Brown would have nowhere to go. He yeah, can't... he's still he's still warming up. He's still getting a read on the guy, but this is what he does. And then once he gets a little bit more comfortable, that's when he really kind of goes to work. We again, Brown's jab has been okay, but he's not really landed anything else clean. He's tried a few body shots, and I, I give him credit for that. I, for the record, I think he won the first round. Did Brown? Marcus Brown did. Yeah, just on activity more than anything else. You know, here's what I'll tell you. And I was thinking about that. 
on the one hand, he threw more volume. I don't know if he landed as much, but I still would not have wanted to be him in that first round. I so would not I, have I, wanted to be him either, but I do <laughs> think you have to score who lands more punches at some point. Do you? Th- I mean, I guess that's where the contention lies is who do you think landed more? I don't, I'm not entirely convinced he did, but I guess we'll For, see the punch that soon. Uh, well, the stats are iffy. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. always accurate because they're done in real time. I said, just first round, I would have edged it to Brown. You might feel differently. Uh, this round's a much re- better round for Better Beef. He's gotten Brown into even worse positions around the ring. He's just not really unloading with his offense yet. He seems content to let Brown kind of work his shoulders and arms a bit more than he should over these these first few rounds and then mm-hmm. pour it on later. Marcus Brown in these last 40 seconds is putting up a bit more of a fight. He's getting a little aggressive with Better Beef, which is what he has to do. He needs to stay sharp. He needs to keep bouncing. He needs to He needs to move. He needs to not take a straight left to the face. Oy. Which he just did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure did, buddy. And he's yeah. right. He's fighting his way out of that, the corner then, but I don't like that. He's, he's not. On, he's on he that clothesline like that where he's just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, it, it's, it's good to be able to fight out of the corner. It's bad when you have to do it multiple times around. Well, I'd like to see him like circle a bit more. You know, we talk about guys fighting off the back foot. He's not really fighting off the back foot. He's no. just backing up. Uh, that round is over, and I want to. Uh, first of all, uh, Harry has a question. He's like, "What's worse, ball punches or ear bites?" I'm gonna go with ear bites, sir. Uh, the other thing um, he says, "If you mean, hang on, if you mean worse to take, ear punches, definitely." No, no, ear bites. Uh, ear bites. Ear bites. Yeah. Any bite is gonna be worse to take as a general rule. Mm-hmm. If you mean which is the worst foul in terms of how the ref's gonna react to it, look, you bite. Biting is a deliberate choice to get out of a fight. Full stop. He uh, he also wants to say that he appreciates your review, your MMA reviews on 411. You have fans, Robert Winfrey. I know you can't take a compliment to save your I life. Can't. You I can't. I really fans. can't. I, I have such low. I have such a low opinion of everything I do. I can't. You are loved and appreciated in the world of combat sports, whether you like it or not. You celebrity, you. I am not a celebrity. And first of all, <laughs> Harry, I appreciate that very, very much. Thank you. I thank anyone, by the way, if you're a box, if you're a boxing fan and you do uh, appreciate MMA as well, I cover that over at 411mania.com and I host a podcast. I'll do a proper plug at the end, but I just all wanted right. to say that now. And I thank you all very much for who, those of you who do follow my work as Better Beef gets right back on the front foot. Yeah, we have a lot of friends with us tonight. We great, graciously appreciate you hanging out with us. Round three has begun Decent here. We're right there for Better Beef. In. Yeah, Brown's footwork, uh, like you mentioned, it's not great. Uh, he can't nice kind of get to the body there. That was a nice hook. That was a nice body shot. Yeah, he can't do much damage to the head. Better Beef's guard is too tight, so he started going to the body, and the ref finally gets after <laughs> Brown a little bit for some of his uh, dirtier tactics. Uh, yeah, Better Beef started jabbing a bit more. It's a good sign for him. Better be is if you'll notice right now he's starting to pick up the pace yeah. a little bit. There was some he's, faster he's a, body movement. He's a little bit like a, an avalanche. If you ever watch one when they start, they don't start as much, mm-hmm. but they pick up and they ooh nice shots from Better Be there as they exit the clinch. The fact that Brown is stuck doing a lot of and if you watch his body ooh nice right if you watch Brown's body punches as they're in the clinch. He's not getting his weight into them. They're arm punches, which don't get me wrong. They don't feel great, but watch his legs and his weight when he throws them. He's flurrying too fast, and that just takes all the 
all the pop out of him as he's in back terms in of excitement again. and and just a viewing experience. I like when Marcus Brown charges forward, you know, th- <laughs> throwing lefts and rights, you know, like a little choo choo train. I don't know how effective it is, but it looks not fun. very <laughs> decent left hook from Betterbeef there as he clinches up. Yeah, this is starting to go south for Brown in a hurry. Yeah. Um, also, for the record, everyone, just so you know, Mark and I have to watch these things on mute because we have to be able to hear each other and we don't have fancy setups where we can monkey with those into different ears and whatnot. So I can't hear the impact of the punches and neither can Mark. So a little bit of just as a little bit of context for something that you might be seeing when you have the full auditory experience as Better Beef looks to unload in the corner. Yeah, he's just he's plug he's plugging. Ooh, nice left. Yeah, hook. I mean, plugging away is, is doing his part to stay in this fight. He's trying, but look at the efficacy of Brown's punches. He's right. not getting through all that often. Whereas when Better Beef throws, it's it's in slightly smaller volume. In fact, he tends to throw no more than like two at a time. But he's landing, and this is getting worse and worse. And okay, this, no better. Better be have just opened up ooh, with him again. There he goes. Yeah. When he go and when he goes, the boy does he go! Of his face changed in that exchange. Yeah, he's whatever he's happened in the last thirty seconds. He's not loving it, and he's like, "All right, it's it's time to uh, go into the next gear here." Whatever read he needed to make, he's re- he's got it. Marcus Brown with a hook there that looked like it was behind the ear. A little bit. As the ref was breaking him up, Brown's starting to fight a little bit dirty. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say it because I was definitely thinking it. Marcus Brown going, well, if I can't win clean, I can certainly take him into the ditch with me, which I respect. I I have have said this on many an occasion. Look, if you don't have the skill to beat the guy clean, fight dirty, man. Do what you need to do within within the confines of good sportsmanship. And look, I can forgive a couple of low blows. Mm-hmm. You know, look, sometimes it happens. Sometimes people are moving. Some, you know, like I accept that it does happen on occasion. You throwing a punch towards the back, you rabbit punching the guy as the ref is breaking you up. Like that's a deliberate choice you're making. And it's, uh, it's not a good one. Yeah, again, we see some highlights here. Uh, Brown's headshots are just not getting through cleanly at all. Whereas better be when, when he unloads, he's finding success. So, uh, I certainly give better be the last round too, I suppose could maybe go either way, but, uh, we are as far round as the four now, as far as the momentum, yeah, round four has begun. Momentum is all with better beef here as he resumes stalking forward. And okay, I don't want to keep making the same MMA joke, but Marcus <sighs> Brown keeps ducking in and and clinching around the waist, D- jokingly. I would say, oh look, he's trying to shoot, but he's going it, for the double. <laughs> oh, that was a good combination. Back by Better Beef there, and Marcus <sighs> Brown cut Better Beef. Yes, cut him yeah. on the forehead. Oh, look at the blood, Robert Winfrey. Ah, eh, it's not a bad cut at all. I look at where it's just everywhere at the moment is my point. Eh, head wounds bleed. Oh, wait, sorry. I have a different angle on that. That is not a good cut. No, I was like, I, I, okay, I if you say so. No, no, no. I, um, so I didn't like see where it was on his forehead. That is br- bleeding. Okay. Hang on. I, I need a, be- I need a better look at this after the doctor wipes it off just a bit, because if that cut is, you know, here, mm-hmm. then that's nothing. Like it's audio bleed. format. On the forehead, up high between the eyes. I, I have to you. point a little bit here. If this is where the cut is, mm-hmm. that's nothing. It's going to bleed a lot because that's a bad spot in terms of blood. 
but that's not a fight stopper. If it's here along the eyebrow, that's a problem. Yeah, for sure. We, we get a highlight. That might have been a head. That, yeah, that, it, that is, I mean, it's low, but that would be what we would call in wrestling a nice gig. Yeah. like, And if that's all it is, that's not even close to a fight stopper. Right, that might have been. That might have been a headbutt. A yeah. It will bleed a lot, but unless it's really deep, that's not a fight stopper. Well, the other thing is uh, where that's... it is, it's between. Oh, oh. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> we, got we got a fight an... here as, be <laughs> as Better Beef. <laughs> we got such an angry happen. fight here. These two are not messing around anymore. And Better Beef wants to put an end to this before he gets blood in his eyes. Yeah, he is. He is. I think that cut might have been caused by a head, but the angle we have is facing better Beav on that replay. And there is a punch that lands. I don't mean to, mm -hmm. and I'm certainly not accusing Brown in this case of deliberately headbutting. That was, they were just in close yeah. and their heads banged. I think right. better Beav is now. Uh, oh, he is up. Ooh, he's a is bad boy. Unloading <laughs> hooks on Marcus Brown. Marcus Brown Ooh, is coming up, trying to return fire to save his life here. But he is, Brown might be, uh, Brown's right eye. Um, it might just be blood from Better Beef, but that doesn't look good. Better and... Beef looking for a good, a, a big opening to put an end to this fight. Yeah, he's and got Brown stationary in Brown the corner. Up into the corner, snug as a bug in a rug. Yeah, this is <laughs> that's a bad look if you're Chris Brown. <laughs> Marcus, uh, sorry, Marcus Brown. Well, him Chris too. Brown's a different fighter. <laughs> I, I don't want to do the, the the rim shot. Um, it would be no. a bad look for him too. <laughs> <laughs> Mar shot I'll tell you what, though, Marcus Brown for all the beating he's taking in, he's fighting back. He, he went to the body oh, real well. That, that was low. Was that that was one was a low. Punch below the belt. Yeah. Okay. But I, I get. Let me say the following. He's not out of the fight. Mm -hmm. uh, I respect that he's you know he's taking a few punches and then throwing back to try and keep uh, better be honest. But this is not where he needs to be if he's going to be successful at all. He's going to get torn up here. This is where Better Be I, loves to be. You know, after this fight, someone work with him on his footwork and circling because him backing up into a corner so Better Be can just take, you know, open face, you know, wide open hooks on him is not great for the longevity okay, of his let's career. Let's get a look. Oh, you okay. see that? That's, you can okay. see into hang his on, brain. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. That was a hang on, that was a bad angle. Get, let me get a look after the towel comes off of this here. I'm pretty sure I saw an eye come out. A third you, one. You are a ridiculous human being sometimes. <laughs> Is that a unicorn horn I see? Uh let me have a good look once the ref gets yeah. once the cut man gets up. Oh, that's not. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. But don't get me it wrong. Like that that's worse when before they put the towel on it. It looked yeah, like there, there was blood in there was blood in places that made it look deeper than it was. Yeah, that was a headbutt. As we see how that happened mm -hmm. uh from the other angle, their heads just knocked together. Again, Brown did not do that intentionally. His low blows are probably intentional at this point, but that clash <laughs> of heads was just two guys in close and your head's banged. All right, um, for yeah. those of you listening, uh, watching on Rattle Legion Broadcasting Network Facebook page or W2M Net, Net Facebook page or Twitch, we appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you've got a Please comment. Please give us, give us a like. Give us a follow. If you're on Twitch, follows are free. If you have a comment on the fight, feel free to type them in. They're checking on Brown here. They're checking on – oh, okay. Yeah, Brown is not – I mentioned before – I mentioned it. Brown's left – or right eye, rather, did not look good. Mm -hmm. The doc checking on both of them. Oh, God, wouldn't uh, it be terrible if they stopped the fight now? 
there's no reason they should stop this over this cut. No, but here's what I'll tell you, and, and I meant to say this before. So the cut is between is in the forehead between his eyes. It's high enough. Not, it's I mean, not it's the worst thing enough. ever. But as they but as, but as they sweat and as they fight, it's not that long of a leap to him get constantly getting blood in his eyes as they fight. Like I, if I were him and he seems to be on the same page I am, I would seek to end this as quickly as possible. Right. Not that, blood, not, blood not in that the Marcus eyes. Brown is giving him a tremendous amount of opportunities. Blood in the eyes is only a problem if it's really consistent. And here. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a consistent problem. You know, it, it's not great, but I, it's not deep enough and it's not long enough to really warrant a stoppage here again, unless the doctor. No, but if Marcus Brown look. actually gets a, you know, gets a degree of luck here, that that cut can be made worse. Yeah, it, that's true. It is a target for Brown to aim at. That is one hundred percent true. You know, and where it is, it's a good target. It's an easy target to hit. It is, but by the same token, it's hard to get that to tear open further in a way that might force the stoppage. Marcus Brown still game, just landed swinging, a hook on, on Better Beave. He's still swinging, but he's not landing. Is his real problem here? Like he gets backed up like this, and then he lands a jab here or there, but that's kind of just the price you pay for getting into this proximity. Uh, he's not found a whole lot of power punches uh, the last couple of rounds. Left hook there by Better B was seemed as it was more instinctual than it was purposeful. It was a nice, it was a decent little short left, but yeah, Brown's Ooh. getting Brown's getting desperate. I mean, it, it, it's not Better B again just opened up a big Ooh. series of uh, of punches in a combination there, and yeah. he's. He is firmly planted and swinging for the fences here against Watch. Marcus Brown, who won't get off the bloody ropes. No pun intended. Well, they're not that bloody yet. <laughs> you can, but you can see the difference in their infighting. Uh, Watch when Better Beef goes to work. He's not just punching with his arms; he's moving his body. Yeah, he's leveraging his weight to get maximum power out of that. Did you Whereas, see that? He he. So Better Beef kind of shuffle steps forward. Marcus Brown. Backs directly into the ropes. Brown is repeating myself. Brown is overreacting to every feint that Better Beef throws his way, which is a a bad sign. (laughs) Nice headlock there by Better Beef. Well, you do that to force the break. When you wrap the head like that, the Mm -hmm. ref's going to break the clinch. It's one of the Uh, knocks. Better Beef knocks Marcus Brown's head back. That's at least the second time I've seen that two rounds. He's got a good read on an uppercut when he gets in close to, you know, the cut on Brown, which is around his right eye mm-hmm. is not nearly as bloody as the one better beef has, but I can tell you which one of those will stop a fight sooner. So I like Marcus Brown's Ooh, attitude. Nice so better be is just opening up on him, but Marcus Brown's covering up and a lot of everything is getting through, but enough is, and then he just enough smiles is. at better beef. I would rather they're going to stop Ooh. this fight. Uh, the round's going to, I think he'll see the end of the round. But it, he can't do that for another he can't round. Do or that two. again? No. Yeah, he can't just sit there and cover up and let the guy t- just tag him all day long because not everything from Better Be if it's getting through. But enough, enough is. <laughs> you and I can um, almost finish each other's sentences. It's crazy. You're you're one of my work wives, you and Jesse. Um. All right. So i think brown here's the other thing about brown at this point i'm gonna mm-hmm. this might be a guess on my part but i think his legs are kind of shot i think that's part of why he's getting his his ring craft is a problem that can be addressed 
Um, even in the corner, you can kind of address that. Yeah, that cut on Better Beef is not that bad. I mean, it's going to leave a nice scar, but once they get a, you know, once the doc kind of gets, once the cut man gets at it, it's really not that bad. That's not a fight stopper at all. No, I'm not suggesting um, that. Sorry, so hang on, let me get back to my point. I got sure, sidetracked go ahead, go ahead. By, the, by the gore, which I love. <laughs> uh, I'm part gore hound. What do you want me to do? Uh, I don't think Brown's legs are all the way with him. He can get to his stance, but I don't think he can be perpetually mobile the way he needs to be to stay away from this no, which Russian lends itself, maniac. <laughs> which lends itself to this ending within the next round or two, if this keeps up. I, I tend to think that's what's going to happen. He's he, he's not trying to get out of the... He's gone back and forth here trying to get out of the corner. Better be is cutting him off, and his legs aren't quite where they need to be to really make an escape attempt. And better be just effortlessly cuts him off. And whenever Brown gets in real, feels in peril, what's he do? He tries the double leg. We had a comment here. Uh, I'm not going to, uh, I'll put it up on screen, but uh, somebody's making the point here, a friend a friend Ooh. of ours following us on Facebook, that better beef is leaking blood pretty good. I mean, I know yeah. you, were, you were saying, and they're doing their best to, cl to close that cut, but I do think it's deep enough to where it doesn't take much for it to start leaking again. And as I said before, the more it leaks, the more it spreads, the more it spreads, the you know, the harder it is to keep out of your bloody eyes. No, between that spot and the depth of the cut. Yeah, that's I mean, if you you mentioned you know, from professional wrestling, you know, he's he's not this is the kind of blade job Abdullah the Butcher might do <laughs> with a fork. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's going to keep bleeding, but he's not going to lose enough blood to really be a problem, I don't think. Yeah. Head wounds bleed a lot in terms of rel relative to size, but he's not going to be, I think, overly fatigued by that. Uh, it's it's just unfortunate. It adds to the drama, but I that's not a fight. There's a reason the doctor took a look at that and then said fight on. It's not a fight. They're shooting this. They keep shooting it with, with the camera firmly on... Um, better beef so i can't get a good look at marcus brown's damage his right eye is starting to get more damage better beef's done a good job of finding it with his left uh, be that a jab or a hook Score. he just scored a uh, big left there good follows one, it up two. with a one two backs Another him up left against hook the, to close the door yep yeah that that eye of brown is not great and better beef starting to find the uppercut you can't see the da the cut on brown is again it's not big but it's around the eye, which is much worse than on the forehead. And it's not, and Better Beef is doing a much better job of targeting the cut okay. than Brown is on Better Marcus Beef. Brown's only hope for surviving at this point is to get in the phone booth, keep clinching up. He, he, he can't survive there. Like, that's not even a real hope for him. That's where Better Beef, Better Beef is a, quite a good so operator there. Standing directly in front of Better Beef and getting whacked is a better He's, idea. He's got to get more mobile, and I don't think his legs are there. You're not wrong, and I almost suggested that, <laughs> but we also just said in the same round, he has no legs left, and down well, again. Uh, ooh, nice left. That that stunned him. And do we get the knockdown? No, we do not. No, it wasn't. No, I, no. They, they, they kind of bull rushed into the ropes. It wasn't a knockdown. But he here's got, the thing. Uh, you can't have it. rocked him good there. You can't have it both ways. You can't say he has no legs and get on your well, bicycle. Hang on, hang on. I can, you asked, you know, what's his best line? What's his best hope? His well, best, best hope is avoiding one. this, <laughs> right? Now, whether he has the physical tools to do that at the moment is a different story. Right, but, that's, but that's the point that I'm making. With the tools he has left... With the tools he has left, he's got to hope his corner is smarter than he is. 
I'm telling you, man, you just r- r- rush in there with your, you know, with your guard up and just keep holding. I mean, he has no hope of winning this fight on point. No, he's he's big down. He is big down at so this point. My point, point yeah. being, like, get in there, keep holding him, wear out his arm so that it's you know it's harder for better Bev to throw punches. You know, um, you got you got to you got to exhaust him at this point. And you're not gonna. That man has an engine. And uh, our friend here making the point is, as I said before, the other thing is, is that if he can try to work that cut, try to open that if cut you up. Can, the can. It, it, it's the, it's one of the unfortunate things about forehead cuts. It's not that you can't make them worse, but it's real hard to make them worse with boxing gloves. Yeah. Uh, you need a bony protrusion to kind of work. That's why the eye cuts are worse because they do get worse. The more you touch them. A forehead cut, it might get a little bit worse, but if all you have is, again, a boxing glove to kind of punch at it, the forehead's a fairly round surface, so it's probably not going to get much worse. As Brown utilizing his 60-second rest to have regained a bit of pep in his step that will be gone in another 10 seconds or so as he's on the ropes again. (laughs) And around seven here, I'm at a minute in, and yeah, as you were saying, Marcus Brown... Still, still throwing punches. He's still he's starting he's to circle not, a little bit more. He's not yeah. out of the fight in terms of his his spirit, right? He's still there, and he still has the physical yeah. capability well, of punching back. He was circling for that first minute there. He started circling. Yeah, not now, anymore. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Now we're back, back to playing the meat from Rocky. Just, just, okay. Body <laughs> shot from Better Beef and Brown. His upper body movement is going away too, which is a bad oh, sign. Oh, there it is. There's your knockout. Ooh. Big left hand from. Otter better beave. Uh, that was a right. No, it was a left that he hit him with. It was a straight right. That's what did the damage. Uh, Brown is southpaw, not better beave. Unless you're way ahead of me and uh, you and you might be. Hang on, I might be catching up to you. There was a knockdown that was a straight right. We'll see it again on the replay. We can. I mean, there, there was a left coming behind it, uh, mm-hmm. but I think the right is what did the damage. You may be he's right got, about that. He's got Brown I... back on the ropes. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. that, that left hand. Brown is rapidly running out of ideas. His corner should stop this. Yeah, I was going to say, at this point, they, I don't know why they're not stopping it. They might want to give him the round. I don't know why they would. I'd throw in the towel here, but oof. To Marcus Brown's credit, he's fighting back. He's just taking it and off the hits beating. another low blow. <laughs> uh, Marcus Brown leaning on Better Beave and Better Beave just he is not having owning outside the head. He is not giving that guy a chance to rest at all. No. I look all the credit in the world to Marcus Brown. That's he right. is taking he is taking quite the he's licking. He's taking a beating, and he's and he's standing with Better Beave. I mean, he's he's becoming. I don't like, He's becoming a heavy bag for the last 10 seconds. Well, yeah, this is a little uncomfortable to watch, and it's not like I don't like the violence either, but... Oh, that left left hook there near the end of that round, that reopened the cut on Brown's right eye. He might get a... He might be saved by the doctor after that one if that cut got really damaged. And if not, his corner should probably stop this. There's no point. Yeah, the point that I was getting to there is that while I... All the respect in the world to Marcus Brown for being able for being able to absorb all those punches that comes to the point where his health is at risk. And in fairness to Brown, you know, I, I think he's lost pretty much every round, but 
he made a fight out of it in some of those places. No, like this, this is, is a, this is a great, exciting fight. It's better than some of the ones we've had to pay for or lately in terms of just pure action. Better but, than all those. Yeah, see, that was the right hand after the left to the body that dropped him. That left hook coming behind was kind of perfunctory. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, this is better action than you're going to get out of that, uh, what, that heavyweight pay-per-view at the start of the year in boxing? Um, you know, Luis, Ortiz, well, Luis Ortiz, right? You're going to have yeah, to pay for Luis Ortiz. Yeah, I don't, I, I would love to talk to the people who are okay. going to buy that pay-per-view. I I appreciate, appreciate that cut man leaving a giant swath of Vaseline on Better <laughs> Beef's forehead, but the ref should not have allowed that. Hey, we got a question here from YouTube, and great, we greatly appreciate you hanging out with hey, us and you being too. interactive. They want to know if Better Beef's cut is from a butt or a punch. What did we decide it was on? I'm pretty sure it's a headbutt. Uh, okay. It's hard to cut the forehead, and the, the second angle that we had, the angle where... Uh, looking at better beef's face made it, it was a little bit unclear the angle from over better beef's shoulder looking at brown was much clearer their heads did knock okay. and it's it's rare that you get boxing punches that open up the forehead like that so it's usually bone on bone in this case the head if you watch mma you tend to get elbow cuts there all the i shouldn't say all the time but it's much more common because guys are throwing you know again bone on the elbow to the bone on the forehead your skin will part like the Red Sea. <laughs> Better be. A, we are um, over a minute into this round. I think I think Brown's corner told him this is the last round we're going to give you. If you don't show us something, we're going to stop this. So he came out and he put forth a good effort for the first minute. I mean, right. that was his best minute in like four well, rounds. When I started to call it, Better Be was just shoving him off with one arm. Yeah, but you're trying to stop this Russian meat grinder from just <laughs> rolling. Ooh, nice right. We had a comment from a friend of ours on Facebook. The cut is similar to Badu Jack's cut when he fought Brown. You're not wrong. Uh, you're not wrong at all. <laughs> Ooh, nice uppercut. Yeah, Better Beef has a... Okay, but here's, the, here's the real problem Brown's running into at this point. His timing mm -hmm. is... Better Beef has his timing. So he's catching him as he's stepping. He's catching him between movements. That lets him catch you cleaner... And that tends to lead to better results. Watch how watch how Better Beef's punches are landing when they're kind of in distance. The head snaps back in part because you're on one foot stepping. If you've got somebody's timing to where you can catch them on the half beat like that, you know, boxing has a rhythm. If you can get them from going, you know, I, I suck at snapping my fingers, but hang on, I'm going to try. If you, if, you know, if we're here, you know, on rhythm, and then you go here, that's devastating. That's a mark of that's you have that other guy's number uh, in spades if you can do that. Uh, I will give Brown credit. He's fought okay this round. He's got his second wind a little bit, it seems. So, uh, we're, again, we got about 20 seconds left here. And oh, there's a good right. See, again, in distance, he's timing him with every one of those punches. It's a bad look. Like when that starts happening, you're in real trouble. Marcus Brown is right. devoid of any kind of strategy at this point. He's just punching and trying to survive. And it's like now if you're his corner, you're like, okay, well, you're you're not going to win this on points. You're, it's, you're seemingly not going to knock this guy out, but he's still actively fighting. That's I, a hard I get, call to make. I give Brown – look, if there was concern from his corner, like we can't let you do the eighth round again, we just can't, which I don't think they should. 
Like, if he had performed in the ninth like he had in the eighth, uh, or I think that's where we are. Sorry, I, I apologize if I'm backwards on that, or if I'm a round off. I think they should have stopped it if he'd had the same type of performance as he did the last round. He came out this round and showed a lot more life. Yeah. Now, he's still losing, and I still think there's an argument to stop this fight for his own good. But if your concern was you're turning into a punching bag and nothing else, he's not doing that anymore. He started to fight back a bit more here. So, uh, again, some signs of life there. You know, he may have only Boy, prolonged. You, you know you're in for an action fight when the ref is covered, when the referee is covered in blood, too. He is. Good that grief. was a lovely blue shirt that is turning, that is, will be salmon <laughs> by the end of the evening. <laughs> All right, here we go. Round nine of 12. Yeah, so, so, sorry, if you if you had an eighth round like you had the seventh, I think yeah. you would have had to stop that fight. The fact that he came out in the eighth and put more of a fight into things, I think I think that bought him this round okay. from his so, corner, if nothing okay. else. Mark better be a, moved him around a bit, stationed him where he wanted oh, him. he is spinning oh, him like a top. Uppercut drops him. Oh, that was a lovely punch, man. He is just unloading. That was a textbook uppercut. Marcus body Brown first, get the body first, get the elbows down even more, get them out a little bit instead of and we're tight. Done. Yeah, he's done. And that's <laughs> a good call. Like, yep, he, he, that, you know, that eighth round, he rallied as hard as he could. Uh, I give him credit for that. Uh, it does not make up for all the ball shots he threw. <laughs> so if you're, so if you're Canelo and you're, and you're with your team and you're watching this and you can either fight the winner of the uh, Makabu fight, or you can fight this guy. I'm 99.9% sure you take the Makabu fight. Yeah. Better beef was always a tough fight for Canelo for a couple of reasons. Um, <laughs> one, he's good and he's good in close and Canelo likes to, it's not that Canelo is bad there. Canelo's a very good fighter everywhere. I'm not trying to throw shade at the man's skills here. But a bigger man who's good and close against him is a problem. That I'm look, he might be able to outbox better be because Canelo's a very smooth boxer. Mm -hmm. His trunk movement and his defense is very, very good. I'm not saying it would be a foregone conclusion if they fought. Yeah. But that's a stylistically tough matchup for him. If Canelo decides he wants to give light heavyweight another go instead of go up to cruiserweight, I think he. I think he takes aim at Dimitri Bivol, which is a much more winnable fight for him. Not an e uh, not an easy fight necessarily. Ooh, body to uppercut, beautiful, beautiful stuff from Better Beef there. And again, watch his body as he throws those. It's subtle, but it's how you maximize power in those spaces. Um, so right now across the board, we've got. Better Beave, who is the unified champion, he's got the he's got two uh, of the four. He's got the, the W. I'm yes, he's got the WBC belt and the IBF belt. That was yeah. what was on the line tonight. Joe Smith Jr. has the WBO, and as you said, Dimitri Bivol has the WBA. So, what do you think? I forgot they about Joe Smith. Joe Smith's got a fight coming up. I seem to recall, or he, or he does, just yeah. had either that, or he just had one. Forgive me, I. Uh, if I'm, uh, but one of those two. So if you're Canelo, you've got your pick here. You've got Better Beef, which I think is probably the last. If he does want to unify, and I mean mm -hmm. this in all sincerity, if he wants to unify light heavyweight, I think I think Better Beef is the last boogeyman he goes after. So where I was going with this is then, what do you do if you're Better Beef? You know, and you want to, you know, you just had a really good showing here 
on uh, top rank on ESPN plus, you're going to want to look for a money fight. You're going to want to keep your name out there in the mainstream or as mainstream as one gets in boxing. What do you do next? I think, again, there's a, there's a lot of kind of balls in the air here that are being juggled. I think if Canelo does not want to fight better be, if Canelo decide whatever, whether that's someone else he fights at light heavyweight mm-hmm. or cruiserweight, whatever the case. Mm-hmm. I think if you're better beef, you might angle for a fight with Joe Smith Jr. Okay, so uh, Joe Smith Jr. is fighting Callum Johnson in New York on January 15th. So maybe, that, which is not on a, how that okay, fight so, so he could fight. That's a good fight, actually. So we could fight the winner of that fight, potentially. There you go. Uh, um, or, again, Bevel's not the worst option. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't again. I don't know how all the politics work out about who's promoted by who, so that that can make things difficult. Bevel fights for DAZN, uh, which tends to complicate things because DAZN doesn't like to doesn't play well with people who have pay per views and who get money off of that. So again, there's the interactions between uh, promoters and whatnot that go on in boxing that have to be considered, and I'm not up to date on all the ins and outs of that. Right. So so be- forgive me Bevel, if somebody. I thought Bevel had a fight coming up. I think you and Pat just covered his last fight, didn't you? Uh, tell you in a second. Because I know Pat's on. Uh, I know Beevil won. I don't know if you and Pat covered it, and I know Pat likes Beevil a fair bit. And Beevil's got a good jab. He's a good fighter. I think Canelo could beat him. That's because Canelo is a fantastic and B. Beevil Literally, is I, I should have said that. I should have read a little bit further before I said anything. <laughs> Literally, just fought Umar Salamov and won a unanimous decision in Russia. That's what happened there. So yeah, that Beevil- was was that on the eleventh. Yes, it was. Yeah, that was one. Of, that was one of the fights on the. That there were like fourteen right. hours. That was the night of four hundred fights. <laughs> there was something like fourteen straight hours of combat sports across yeah. boxing, kickboxing, and MMA on the eleventh of of December. All right, so there it was you a go. great day. So either the Joe Smith Jr. fight, depending on how it shakes up with um, with who he's fighting, or maybe fight Salamov next. I think yeah, either or of those if Can- are good fights. And look, if Canelo decides he wants to assert dominance at light heavyweight, mm-hmm. that. If that's your goal, seriously, if your goal is to assert dominance, pick the guy with two belts. Yeah, that that seems fair. For those of you still with us on Twitch or Facebook or uh, YouTube, uh, first to the guy that said, hey, show us some of the image. I can't. That's illegal. Um, but if you've got yeah, a, if you, if you've we, got a much as we appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Maybe afterwards we can splice in some stuff for uh, that would fall under fair use, but otherwise, yeah, showing the stream here can't is show highly live illegal. Broadcast. Yeah, I, I don't need I don't I don't need and, the and ESPN sir, police. <laughs> and look, sir, who I assume, sir, I apologize if I'm incorrect. You have the internet. I'm sure you can find an alternative. Yar. Um, hey, real quick, if you're It'll well, we're doing you. plugs here, and we're starting to wind down out of this show. If you've got an idea for who you'd like to see Better Beef fight next, or Canelo for that matter, uh, quick give us a shout while I'm going through plugs here. We'll quick throw it up before we say goodnight for the evening. In the meantime, in between time, I really appreciate everyone who came out tonight. I hope you'll come back tomorrow. It'll be myself and Dan Lasby. We'll be covering uh, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley 2, Electric Boogaloo, because Robert Winfrey does not root around in the garbage like I do. I try very hard not to, <laughs> first of all. Second of all, I'm covering the last UFC event of the year on Saturday. UFC on ESPN plus 53, 
Mm-hmm. Speaking uh, of which, seven, you know, sorry, you know what I roped Dan into? I roped him into doing the the pay per view in January because there is literally nothing which else one? to cover. Uh, Gane versus Nganu. Gone, first of all. Gone, yes, that's what I said. And that's a good event. Yeah, I told him, like, yeah, we I do have... it differently than boxing. We actually do the whole main card, not just the main event, because, hey, it's MMA. It could be over in seconds. I have some very bad news for you, Mark, because I know you're a big fan of Francis Ngannou. Yeah. I think Gon's going to win that. You think so, eh? Look, Gon has ungodly power. Or, mm-hmm. Sorry, Ngannou has ungodly power. Mm-hmm. I don't trust his delivery system. Gon is a slick fighter. He's got mm-hmm. five-round cardio. He's How got did Gon good... end up with an interim belt? In 50 words or less. The UFC gets to do whatever they want. Good answer. All right, so yeah, myself um, and if, Lab, you want, we... if you want the slightly more history-oriented answer... In 50 words or less. Francis Ngannou defeated uh, Stipe Miocic earlier this year to claim the belt. Right. Already told the UFC, I need X amount of time off, and it's important to me that I go back to Cameroon, he, which is where he's from, as champion and, you know, give back to the community a little bit, like I, a combination of vacation, a working vacation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like there's stuff he wanted to do in that respect. The UFC said, okay, by the way, how about you fight, you know, six weeks later? <laughs> he said, they he don't said, listen. He said, no. <laughs> here's my schedule and they said fine we need a title fight to main event our pay-per-view Cyril gone you are fighting Derek Lewis for the interim heavyweight title and everyone threw up their hands <laughs> oh I missed hot balls competing for a title that, that makes me sad watch given how much you love Derek Lewis that fight would make you sadder oh, okay gone abused him for three rounds until he until he got stopped gotcha. that was not close that was not competitive <laughs> Cyril Gaon is, again, he's a big guy. They're both large men. They're both 6'4", officially. Mm-hmm. Um, Gaon's faster. And Gaon who hits harder. Gaon has a slightly more diverse offensive skill set. I've seen Gaon fight five rounds and not gas out horribly after two and a half. I like Cyril Gaon in that fight, believe it or not. So, All right. Well, that takes place January 22nd. Myself and Dan Lasby will be covering that as well. Uh, as I said, tomorrow night... Uh, on Showtime pay-per-view is Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodley 2. Uh, that'll be me and Dan Lasby again. Last week was... Boy, that's gonna... Can we just be honest about that fight for half a second? Sure. It's gonna... Look, their first fight was not great. I think you and I covered it. I believe you're right. So, first of all, you drag me into the garbage more often than you like to admit publicly. <laughs> Let's be clear about that. Second, I, I'm trying to find more people to no, do no, this no, I, so I don't have dude, to do that. I, I get it. I get it. Don't... I, <laughs> I'm just busting your balls. Mm. Second, this came together in like three weeks after Tommy Fury had a rib injury or a, a bacterial. Inf- no, it's legit. <laughs> he said, su- well, it's not the rib injury that stopped it. He suffered some kind of infection that yeah. uh, messed him up rather than just the rib injury. I kind of wouldn't have hated Jake Paul's chances against Tommy Fury to be <laughs> candid, <laughs> which is crazy to say. Um, but this came together on short notice. Uh, well, they had the split decision. And so, it, you know, the big uh, marketing thing is, split. you know, leave no doubt. Here's what I think about split. your split. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Um, so that's that. Last week Corrupt was the Judge. Lomachenko fight. Myself and Pat Mullen did that. And the week before that was 
Dude, uh, you guys, Davis. I appreciate you guys calling for Comey's corner to throw in the towel almost as vigorous, vigorously as Lomachenko did. <laughs> like that was my that's one of my favorite moments in boxing all year when Lomachenko <laughs> stops abusing that poor man on the ropes, looks at Comey's corner and goes, "What the hell, man? You want so me to gonna, kill this guy?" <laughs> so that's what that's what we have in uh, recently in boxing with the Tank Davis fight. Lomachenko tonight was. Uh, better beef tomorrow jake paul um that's probably it for the year the the only other fight that's happening um that we can get to that, that i have time for would be christmas day and right now there's no plans to cover that one o only if everyone in my house goes to bed early and robert has nothing else to do christmas day then that's going to be um... the pbc fight on fox considering i've got smackdown christmas eve technically hmm uh, we'll see. I doubt it, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm not committing to it. Uh, we will also, for you wrestling fans, other than Robert's SmackDown coverage, myself and Harry Broadhurst, who was uh, our friend in the comments tonight, and we thank him for joining us. We will be reviewing, uh, as I said before, Ring of Honor, Final Battle, and uh, Beyond Wrestling, Fet Forever. I just watched that. That was a fun event. Uh, for those of you that are here for not sports, um, or enjoy stuff besides the sports, we dropped a ton of spider-man content this past week robert's uh re-airing of everyone loves a bad guy spider-man rogues gallery we did a kind if you listen to that show it's not a good one <laughs> a compare and contrast of all three series of spider-man movies the toby mcguire's the <laughs> andrew garfield's and then the tom holland ones it's uh, amazing how they all have at least one crap entry <laughs> we um we reviewed west side story uh, we did our Pat and I did our Mania of WrestleMania on uh, 11, 12, and 13. And I'm still sad you didn't put up my comment about why Sean has such a hold over Vince and gets to do whatever he wants. I'm just saying. I'm sure. Uh, we reviewed Al Sedano of the Resurrections Warlock and Thanos podcast, came on to review Stargirl season two with me. Jesse had a four part series covering the Spider Verse comics with Benjamin J. Cologne. I'm and glad they had so much fun. They did, and By which um, I mean, drank so much alcohol. <laughs> we had our we had our Christmas party on the Metal Hammer of Doom, uh, where we reviewed a very poppy Christmas, which I don't think anyone gave a crap about. Apparently, I'm the only person left on Earth still obsessed with poppy. You, Mark, this is what happens when shock artists come in; <laughs> they make a splash. Yep. And then, if you're lucky, they have a ripple, and then you're like the fourth iteration out, <laughs> where like you cover the splash. Mm-hmm. But then you decide, I must see this through to the end. Uh, speaking of women who make splashes, myself and Alexis Haina reviewed The uh, House of Gucci, Spencer, which is a weird movie, man, and The Eyes of Tammy Faye, which was the best of the bunch. And then in the evening time, after a long evening for me, um, myself and Ronnie Adams burned the midnight oil reviewing the two Kingsman movies, which upon retrospect, I'm glad I didn't force that on you um that i have not seen any of the kingsman movies for the record mm -hmm. um i'm just gonna say i i know people who like them and mm -hmm. some people whose opinion i respect a great deal like them i chalk that up to an issue of difference in taste those movies do not interest me they have never interested me and i tend to imagine that if i had to review them that would go poorly for the film and probably poorly for me, given the army of people who would come out with their pitchforks. 
we I hey I edited a podcast for the first time in my life and it was isn't it a fulfilling experience it to really just is. to be well, able to go through and take out the silences and here's a bit where we talked over each other so let me cut this out how about 20 minutes of Jeff calling in from the matrix or uh or having to play music because we couldn't because Block Talk Radio was having a spasm that night or the 30 minutes we spent discussing anything but Spider-Man yep so yeah, all that's gone. Uh, so it's, I re- it's an oddly fulfilling experience. Look, it I have really a, is. I have a for those of you who don't know, I re-edit all the everyone loves the bad guys that are being re-aired. It's a fairly simple process. I just time consuming. It's not even that time consuming for me, given what I do. I truncate silence. Mm-hmm. I listen for the I listen for like to spots because I know about where if we have a problem, it's going to be. And then I record a new intro and just paste it at the front. Yeah, it took me, I mean, I started it late in the evening, so it did take me like a full day to do it, but it wasn't that bad. Anyway, that a, a re-edit, re-air of our Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy is up, um, which, you know, which was nice because I wasn't ever going to re-air that one again because I remember how bad it was. And upon and upon edit, it's actually really listenable. It's a, it's a fun conversation between me and Sean and for two minutes, Jeff, uh, on those movies. Um, to, speaking of which, tomorrow we're re-airing our Secret Life of Pets review from a few years ago. Um, and then next week, we've got a the, the Kingsman Secret Service comic review, our re-airing of The Matrix Long Road to Ruin. A, a review that was of fun. Night- it was. A review was of a- Nightmare Alley, a review of Spider-Man No Way Home. For the Evan record, Bevin- Nightmare Alley, not much fun, but boy, did I enjoy it. Uh, myself and Evan Bevins are doing a, a Christmas triple feature for Fat Man, The Ref, and In Bruges. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and the, oh that's a trio right there it really is uh myself and jesse reviewed the last christmas by brian posein so that's fun we've got um christmas trivia and then finally on christmas day uh we're re-airing of our heavy saurus right jula christmas album so that's all my plugs go ahead robert finish up with your plugs and we'll get out of here Let's try that again. As soon as you bring me back on, yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> my camera froze there. And the only way to fix it is to un is to unplug it and plug it back in. And occasionally that will kick me out. So, which is weird. It shouldn't, but eh, such is life. Uh, all right. As for me, right before, well, not right before we did this, but a little before we did this, uh, I reviewed WWE SmackDown, which is one of the things I do. I cover professional wrestling three times a week for 411mania.com. AW's Dark Elevation on Monday, if you want my thoughts on that. MLW's weekly show, which has moved to Thursdays. Um, the last couple of weeks, and then their next mini-series, which is going to be the MLW Azteca, as I believe what they're sub-calling it. Uh, I cover that on Thursdays. Last week was a decent enough episode. Got a funnish little brawl between Homicide and L.A. Park. Uh, so I review that, and then SmackDown on Fridays, because no one else will. And it, it amuses me to occasionally get comments about, boy, if you hate this so much, why do you do it? Well, reasons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, for the just on the off chance any of you are listening, I don't hate WWE any more than I hate any other professional wrestling company. I'm a harsh critic. Deal with it. And yeah, sorry. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss are. I don't know what the television equivalent of AIDS is. Oh, God. But that's what they are. 
Like they're uh, just the worst. All right, wrap it up. And <laughs> uh, I also cover mixed martial arts, usually the UFC. Occasionally, if Bellator is doing something really big, that doesn't happen all that much these days. I cover that over at 411 Mania. Those are in the wrestling or MMA zones, respectively. Last week, I covered UFC 269, which saw one of the largest upsets in MMA history. If you want to argue it's the largest, I might argue about how long you've been watching the sport. But other than that, yeah, Juliana Pena over Amanda Nunes was a big upset by any metric. Yeah, I heard Amanda Nunes lost. Choked out in the second round. Oh, good God. She was an unstoppable beast there for a while. Had a good first round, bordered on 10-8, but then her gas tank abandoned her in a big way. And look, Juliana Pena got the crap beat out of her, but she didn't go away. And sometimes you can homer your Simpson your way to victory. (laughs) <laughs> um also on that also on that same card charles Oliveira defended the lightweight belt against dustin poirier in a pretty good fight so you can get my full report on that i also host the 411 ground and pound mma podcast i talk boxing there occasionally when big fights happen i try to limit that a little bit one because i don't watch enough boxing to be a deep authority on the subject and two, if I brand myself as an MMA podcast, I, I don't mind talking about other combat sports on occasion, but I do try to limit that. Do you ever get any interaction on the boxing stuff? Does anyone ever say, why are you doing this or do more of it? Not really. Okay. There's not a lot of interaction for that podcast at the moment, almost at all, depending on which platform we're talking about. Um, I'm on Twitter. You can see it right here on the screen if you're on that. It's at MMA. So if you listen to that show and would like to yell at me about something... <laughs> Please feel free to do so on Twitter. Um, now I Look, that show experienced a nice little growth spike in the month of November, and it seems to be holding in December. So at the moment, I'm just happy that people are listening and that that seems to be growing rather than stagnating. So fingers All crossed. Right. Speaking of which, if you uh, check, if you found us on YouTube tonight, please remember to subscribe so that you'll please. find out. We, we do this, except for the month of January. We do this almost every weekend, and in the weekends that we're not doing boxing, we plan to add wrestling to the repertoire, and obviously MMA when the opportunity affords it. So there's something always happening at least once a weekend on the channel where we do these live streams. Plus, we have all the video game, game show, soccer, football, like American football, movie reviews, TV reviews, Metal Hammer of Doom, all of that we've probably got something for everybody i can't imagine what could you possibly want um oh i can we can do mark what you you possibly do you and i both you and i both know we have nothing that interests your daughter that's not true she likes to talk to khaki guys (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah we did get the anime show up and running loose recently Yep. So anyway, the point being is that we've got we've got at least one show that drops a day. And if you're me, there's either two or three show, two or three new shows that drop a day or at least one re-air from some place from some time. I have been doing this for 15 years. I've got 15 years worth of content uh, that gets refreshed every once in a while. So remember to subscribe on YouTube if you are listening to us through traditional audio medium. Uh, especially for you Apple podcast people, please remember to subscribe and leave us a rating. Uh, If if there's something you liked on the show, uh, put it in the Apple uh, comments and review section. Yeah, please. Um, If you could leave us, look, we Mark now has a life goal. Yep. I want to get on Rotten Tomatoes. Mark wants to get us on Rotten Tomatoes. Now we meet a bunch of the con, a bunch of the criteria. We've been doing this for long enough. We do it consistently enough. Like we meet those criteria hands down. 
they do have audience criteria at this point, apart from all the idiots who got grandfathered in, I suppose, because there's no way certain critics still necessarily meet all that criteria. But we, so we would like to be on that. And one of those, uh, the criteria for some of those is a number of YouTube subscribers, a number of ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. So if you could get, if you could contribute to that, we would appreciate it a great deal. Yep, that's all I'm asking for, and that's why I'm asking is that I want to get on Rotten Tomatoes. Other than that, I, I honestly I don't beg for nothing. If you like us, great. If you don't, meh. Um, anyway, but I do appreciate everyone that hangs out. Please be encouraged to find us again when we do boxing, MMA, or wrestling, and leave comments, suggestions, questions, anything you like. That's it. That's all I got. All we, for... all we ask is that you not leave a long string of profanity. We have. I don't even care about that. No, the no, no, that... Mark. The Mark. One... The one that bothered me was the Bible passage. You are a strange person. <laughs> look, long, I can look at a long string of profanities and just go, meh. The Bible passage, I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? As opposed to a string of obscenity? What's well, that matter? made me laugh. Um, like I said, you're a weird person. Look, that's the only standard I like to uphold on any of these things. If you have something other than a long string of profanity, throw it out there. We'll throw it and we will respond to it. Yeah, I'm not going to put the profanity on screen, but at least I'll giggle about it. However, the Bible passage, I was like, I really you won't even yeah. put you won't even put me stating facts about the relationship That's between not, certain people in the professional. All right, Weiner, <laughs> I'm going to go now. Bye. Thank All you for right. joining. Thank you for joining us here on the Alternative Commentary Podcast. Be well, be safe and behave.